0: Welcome to The Code Hanger on 2 scpr 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present. The Code Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Lamb, and I'm coming to you from Garingai Land in Point Clare on the central coast of New South Wales, and I'm joined by...
1: Lauren Hodgson, and I'm coming to you from... Uh, The Sutherland Shire, which is dire country. Tonight we're reviewing
0: the preliminary finals for AFLW Season 8 and, yay, I got to say it properly. (laughs) And, look, close finals games, Uh, a one-point game and a four-point game, but more about that later. So the uh, the preliminary finals, Um, Nicole Livingston has announced that she is stepping down. Uh, the W Awards are tonight, well, tonight, last night, if, you, if you're listening to the radio because um, we're recording on a Monday night, and there's lots of exciting things to look at there, and we, of course, will give our grand final predictions. But let's get into those preliminary finals. And yet again, I just want to have a little pause to get excited about the fact that I could say that we preliminary because I struggle with that one. Well, um, Lions beat Cats uh, to get into their fifth grand final. Congratulations to the Lions. And North beat Crows to get into their first grand final and to keep the Crows out of their fifth. Uh, So let's have a chat about that. Let's start with the Lions versus Cats. So that was our four-point game. It was scrappy. It was hard fought. And I tell you what, when Courtney Hodder kicked that goal in the first minute... I thought it was all over Red Rover, as they say. But Pretty hot start, wasn't it? Fought valiantly. Um, you know, it was. It was. Um, you know, I, for some reason, I thought they got two goals in quick succession, but that's not true at all. I'm just looking at it at again. Um, it wasn't until nearly the end of the first quarter that Charlotte Mullins kicked the second goal for Lions. But that meant that they ended the first quarter up by 12 because by then the Cats had only kicked one behind. So it was certainly, um, they were certainly behind the eight ball. But, geez, it was still close at the end. And the, the lead changed, what, how many times?
1: Well one, I'm just doing a quick count now of the world. Two, worm was the
0: three,
1: head. four, five, six. six six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, apart from that first quarter, um, it doesn't look like there was ever more than, you know, around the, the two goal mark. Um, Brisbane were up for a lot of it, but very close. <clears> and this <throat> is one of the things I look at um in a lot of the games fee is the amount of scoring shots. And Geelong actually had nine scoring shots uh, to the Lions, eight. So, you know, in a close game, when you have more scoring shots and you lose, definitely inaccuracy has cost you. But And I don't take away because it was a cracking game. It was, um, I mean, geez, it was pretty good. Every contest was a great contest, wasn't it? Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Georgia Prisparkas, of course, um, was
1: featured well. She had, what was it, 21 disposals along with some of her compadres? Yeah, she had 21 disposals along with Orla O'Dwyer from the Lions, who was also in 21. They both had four tackles. Isabel Dawes, though, uh, from the Lions, she also had 21 disposals. She had 14 tackles. Mm. Um, That's that's pretty impressive in any game when you hit double figures, let alone a a preliminary final. Yeah. Um, you know, but interestingly, like, there was no one that had, you know, 25, 30 possessions. It was a pretty, I think, even contribution across the board. And I think that was reflective of the contest. Every contest was tough. Um, Everyone really had to, you know, really had to work for their, um, you know, their their footy. But, yeah. um, you know, it was pretty pretty impressive. And we were looking at some of the, the team stats earlier. Um, Brisbane were up. Overall, in you know in disposals, but a lot of the other things were fairly fairly close. Um, disposal efficiency was was down for both teams. It was just under sixty percent for the Lions and just over fifty for the Cats. But fee, I think that was reflective of the pressure that you referred to that both teams were putting on. And when it's that tight, and you know you don't have much time to get away from the ball. Your efficiency with your disposal is not going to be that high, so mm. you know. I think that was sort of pretty, pretty reflected there. But um, I tell you what, it's what you want to see in your prelim finals. Uh, Absolutely, that close, isn't it?
0: Yep, um, yep. And look, the uh, the cats should be really proud of their uh, their efforts. It just didn't translate on the night. So no, that's um. right. Um,
1: one thing I will mention, Dakota Davidson went off later in the game, uh, with a knee injury after kicking mm. a couple of goals. Um, but her scans are come back I think all clear of, of any major damage. So the oh, Lions wow. she, That's she's great. Expect, yeah. So lines have said she's expected to um you know, be training fully by the end of the week. So they'd obviously be hoping that um she gets she gets through that well and, and she'll be available selection um you know, for Sunday's grand final. Okay. This is Maddie Folia, and you're listening to The Grand Banger. Well,
0: Co-Banger. let's look at uh, North beating Crows now. And I tell you what, it really was down to the wire. Of course, because it was only one one point in the end, um, my goodness, but the, I mean, North dominated for more than two quarters. Well, that's not entirely true because um, uh, Adelaide were in front for a little while because they got a rush behind.
1: <laughs> but. So, but I encourage anyone that that likes their stats, and even those that don't, go and have a look at the scoring worm, which pretty much mm. tracks the the margin between the two teams over the cross. Have a look at the scoring worm between both games I Actually, think they're fairly similar. So, yeah, both North and the Lions were the eventual winners by less than a goal. Yeah, and they were up for more than you know, well over more than half the game. But it's it's a very interesting thing to to have a look at. But um, yeah, it was a geez, it was a cracking game, wasn't it? Like again, like you said, lots of pressure from both teams. Yeah, um, it was yeah, pretty impressive.
0: Um, Anne Hatchard had a great game. Jenna Bruton had a great game.
1: Um,
0: yes, trying to pull up Ebony Marinoff
1: again yep. up in the tackles. She uh she got twelve and 26 12? disposals, and we kind of expect her to hit double figures with tackles. Well, we
0: do game. because her average it says here is ten point four. So there we are exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, some familiar names there. Jasmine Garner, twenty two disposals, and she also uh you know got a goal herself. And um, um,
0: six score involvements.
1: Yeah, not <laughs> too bad. Read, is it? I haven't
0: read that step before. It's a bit Emma of an Carney,
1: you know, captain rocked up to the game, I've I've been told with a, a face mask after not feeling too well during the week and, and I think she was still feeling pretty average afterwards. But you know, mm. she had nineteen disposals and you could see particularly in the latter stages she was sort of holding the fort, keeping things calm you know, a good on-field presence. Um, but, yeah, just, I mean, both sides, it, it was just such a, you know, such a good good contest. Um, you know, it, it's what you want to see from, you know, we referred to it talking about the other game, but it, it's what you want to see. Um, and, again, yeah. we look at the team stats, disposals. There was one disposal separating the teams. <laughs> you know, after four mm-hmm. quarters of footy, the Crows had one more disposal than the North. Amazing. Um, you know, they're uh, you know, just looking at the efficiency disposal efficiency of both teams now, um you know, the Crows were actually uh slightly higher with disposal efficiency, um, with sixty eight point two, but you know, north were slightly more efficient inside fifty. And in close games obviously that's gonna going to make a difference. Counts. Um yeah, yeah. hit outs were pretty even. There was only one in it. Um, you know, centre clearances, there was only one in it. Um, interestingly, stoppage clearances, though, um, North smashed the Crows. They had 22 to the Crows' 11. So, it, you know, if you are getting first use of the ball, it's certainly going to help your team. But, um like I said, really impressive two prelim finals we've had, I think, three. Yep.
0: Yeah. Really exciting, heart in mouth stuff. And I remember saying when I was watching over the weekend that I had to, re- I was holding my breath. <laughs> so I had to remind myself to breathe.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you what, having been a Collingwood supporter the last two years and watching a lot of close games, it's much more enjoyable watching a close game as a neutral supporter. As a
0: neutral, yeah.
1: Because you probably. <laughs> you're still holding your breath but you're not quite holding it as much and you probably don't quite have that that you know heart pounding personal investment but um objectivity
0: it, is a gift
1: yeah that's right it's but, a yeah,
0: privilege
1: that, that's right it is a privilege but uh yeah look it's it's what you want to see and, and two really great games and let's hope that's a sign of uh what's to come on Sunday
0: yep exactly. Hey, it's Elise Parker here, and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. So before we get on to that, let's just acknowledge uh, Nicole Livingston has announced that she'll be stepping down from the role of Head of Women's Football. She's been in that role since, is it 2018, the second
1: year? did Yeah, I I don't think she was there the first season.
0: I think we all thought that Susan Alberti was the the, uh, Head of Women's Footy, but...
1: Well, I think people saw her as the uh what did you say? The figurehead, the, the
0: godmother other
1: figure of women. That's
0: right. But yeah And so um I I definitely acknowledge that Nicole Livingston has worked extremely hard. I feel for her and I and I I'm puzzled about that role because I feel as if the role was created to divert attention from the people who were actually making the decisions about um about length of season and conferences and all that stuff. So I feel as if she really copped the brunt of uh, criticism when really she wasn't the one necessarily holding all of the power to make those decisions. It, it did feel were like worthy of worth worthy of criticism. I I reckon, but I don't think that um, I don't think she deserved the the criticism because little. she she didn't have the power to do anything about it
1: no, almost a little bit like a governor general a bit there a <laughs> head, but unfortunately a bit hamstrung with what you can actually do right there we
0: are exactly who would exactly.
1: have thought we'd be talking about governor generals on a uh, aflw podcast i'm lisa steen and you're listening to the coat Hand. all right
0: let's have a chat about uh, the w awards which yes. are on tonight
1: it's been exciting
0: Let's talk Rising Star, Loz.
1: All right, Rising Star. Is it it a
0: a Melbourne person? Again, it's always a Melbourne person, isn't it? Or sometimes it's an Adelaide person, but uh, tell us, tell us, Loz.
1: I will, you know, you can cut the tension (laughs) with a knife there's that much suspension here. All right, (laughs) drum roll, please. The winner of the 2023 Rising Star AFLW None other than GWS giant, Zali Goldsworthy.
0: I uh, get by oh, cool. little with a little help from my friend, Zali Goldsworthy.
1: That's right. <laughs> and in second place, in only one point after missing the last three rounds, Swan, Allie Morfitt.
0: Isn't that fantastic? She really
1: spoke about it even when she wasn't playing. Yeah. Interestingly enough, for those that aren't aware, there's a panel that vote on the Rising Star. So every round there's two nominees and at the end of the season, the panel vote and all the panel members vote 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Goldsworthy and Morfitt were the top two for all panel members. Um, so they were clearly far and above the, the I guess, the, the popular choice. A couple of other key highlights for uh, some Swans and Giants. Sophia Hurley also got a nomination from Nicole Livingston. Uh, who else have we got here? Um, Sophia Hurley and Sophia Hurley also got nominated by Kelly Underwood. So, you know, good to see some, uh, you know, some swans and giants in there. But yeah, fantastic news for Goldsworthy and Morfitt. But you think, you know, Morfitt, she, uh, you know, she missed three rounds. Um, What what could have been? Not to take that away from Goldsworthy, but Pretty good for our footy in New South Wales, I think.
0: It's extremely good for footy in New South Wales, and especially given what a ordinary and pretty dismal um, season Giants have had. What an absolute <laughs> rising star, as well, we is- would say, in and the dark, in a very dark sky.
1: Well, that's right, but it's something to, you know, I think she signed a slightly longer-term contract recently, but it's something the Giants as a club, as a, a women's team can go, right, okay, yes, we've had a poor season, probably poor couple of seasons, but have a look at this. The the, the, the young up-and-comers, the rising stars are actually rising stars. Mm. They're being recognised. So, you know, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. There's a lot of positives in that. There's and, a lot you know, to... For the Swans yeah. as well.
0: Yep, yep, good stuff. And, look, um, we're not going to stop talking about Sydney um, recognised at the W Awards because there's a Community Coach of the Year Award, Loz.
1: Tell us about is, that. I will. The uh, BHB Community Coach of the Year, it's only in its second, uh, second season, second year, and it's gone to a New South Wales-based person, someone that I think both Kiwi and I played against. Kiwi may have also played with her and, and coached her. But it's none other than Kelly Nolan from the Marubra Saints Junior Football Club. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, well done to to Kelly. Um, She's been involved with the Marubra Saints, I think they said, since 2011. Um, She's also, I think, a coach with UTS Bats and PLC in the independent schools. Uh, She's a Level 2 accredited coach. I mean, you know, the, the list of her, you know, coaching CV and accomplishments um, you know, could could go on, but yeah, she's been coaching at Marubra uh, since twenty eleven, and uh, yeah, so pretty pretty impressive, and uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic recognition. But again, you know what a night at the AFLW awards so far for uh, New South Wales female footy.
0: Sydney dominates. Sydney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right and you know that, and we're
0: not even going to stop there are we sorry no, i'll not. let you
1: no we're not uh did, sorry,
0: did you want to have did you want to say something else i was about to talk about the all australian team
1: great minds think alive oh
0: let's go there loz
1: all right so let's start with you know what let's start keep going with new south wales women's footy so new south wales women's footy all australian team has been announced and uh, last year's friend, well, she's a friend of the pod, but one of last year's guests, Eilidh Sheeran, former, I think, Inner West Magpies player. Yes. Uh, current AFLW Richmond player. She has made the All-Australian team for the second time in her second season. Uh that's Ali pretty Morfitt, impressive, isn't it? It is not it thats very impressive. Ellie Morfitt missing, as we said, three rounds, but she still made the... Uh, made the Australian yep. in in the uh, in the midfield so I'd say by by the judging of that she's the starting ruck uh co-captain of the swans chloe malloy has made the all australian team i think it's her third uh third selection and laura gardner I, I feel like we spoke about her even more than chloe malloy she's been named on the interchange bench so you know three swans in the side plus a former new south wales footballer and someone else I want to mention, um, I might leave it to the end, but captain is Kate Hall from Melbourne. Vice captain is uh, Bonnie Tugood. Mm-hmm. But uh, Emma Carney, North Melbourne captain, she's a previous winner of the AFLW Best and Fairest. She's made the All-Australian team for the eighth time. She's the only player in the league that's made every All-Australian team. So whilst I know it's, you know, not a, a New South Wales uh, story to tell, I think it's pretty... Pretty impressive and certainly deserves recognition to uh to call that out. So, yeah, it's
0: yeah.
1: Um, p- pretty impressive there. And I think in the team, out of 21 players, 11 debutantes, and for seven of them, they've never even been named in the, the squad that it's selected from before this year. So I think for the competition to have, uh, you know, to, to have the new blood coming through, I think it's a really good sign of things to come.
0: And so, Loz, I'm just having a quick look here. Uh, Charlie Rowbottom is also on the interchange bench from Gold Coast Suns. We kind of count her because she's got a harbour connection, harbour view connection. That is right. Um, <laughs> through her brother. Um, but Charlotte Thomas from West Coast Eagles is is a defender. I I'm I just want to acknowledge that because I know that the um, Eagles have had a pretty ordinary well, uh, I guess season. she did a
1: lot of defending this year, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> plenty so plenty she of plenty time of to flex
0: those muscles. Yeah. But you
1: know, a frio as well. They're at centre half back. So um but look, yeah, I mean we say that a bit in jest, but uh I tell you what, I know this is a, a, a definitely a side on paper, but it's um it's a pretty impressive side, isn't it? And you you know, you look mm. at names, uh you know, Jazzy Garner and Monconti in the centre. Mm. Deb Marinoff. Um, it's it's a pretty pretty impressive side, that's for sure.
0: And Daniel Ponta, of course.
1: Yeah, well, it's not surprising to see a few Crows make the side, is it?
0: Um, no, I'm
1: kind of used to that. uh Neve Kelly after crossing over from, uh the Eagles, she's another Crows player to have made it. Right. Um, you know Dakota Davidson. I think it's her first time being named. uh, you know. In the side, it? oh, okay, great. I, I believe it. I think she's been in the squad before, but I think she might be an All Australian debutante. Okay, um, uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty impressive there. So, and you know, good to see. Um, I think you know you have got quite a few clubs represented there. Not not every club's got someone, but uh, you know, a, a good representation, which again, I think, is a a really good sign for the competition. Yep.
0: Yeah. The kids are all right.
1: <laughs> the kids are all right. They're, they're pretty good, aren't they? But, um, yeah, so it's obviously, you know, the awards are still still going on tonight. We'll have to wait and see if um, I'm finally going to get one right and Jazzy Garner is, you know, going to get recognised. But who knows? I think Chloe Malloy could be a bit of a – it sounds funny to say her as a Smokey, but I think she's a player that, attra- like, she's known she attracts votes uh so i think you know she could she could be up there as well and yeah. you know another smoky from the swans laura gardner um she she gets a lot of the balls so she's going to be under the you know or in, in the umpire's view so um you know i think i think a few swans will be up there in the boats too Feet.
0: well look we can um acknowledge courtney hodder has won mark of the year uh, that's just recently been announced. So that's exciting. That was in a game against Gold Coast. And so she took a flying leap. Looks like she almost took out Dakota Davidson in the process.
1: Collateral <laughs> so damage, um, friendly. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So it's it was as if she was doing a specky, but actually she was just doing a um uh what do you call it? A like a witch on a broom type thing, you know, when you <laughs> When people go and catch the ball in the air because she didn't actually um get on anyone's shoulders but she she leapt in the air and it was a spectacular mark I so guess we can call it a specky. <laughs>
1: that's right you can call it a specky. I think if you win mark of the year whatever mark you're taking it's it's pretty impressive isn't it by
0: definition is spectacular
1: yeah that's that's right it's not too bad but yeah if you haven't seen it people uh check it out on the AFLW facebook page yeah it's um it's
0: it's pretty yeah,
1: really impressive it's all uh, yeah, right the side of the ball and yeah took a few people out at the same time <laughs> yeah. i'm catherine smith and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. so
0: and then there were two so we've got north who are in third place meaning lions who are in fourth place so that's interesting isn't it it hasn't come down to number one number two this year but that's fine. I was footing for you. Um, what do you reckon, Loz? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say north. North. We're going to
1: be tipping the same this, this. Oh, you're kidding! I thought you'd go for Brisbane. <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm going for North. Um, well, I'm going for them, but I also think they'll win. I think we're gonna see another close one. Like, I wouldn't be surprised again if it's a a margin of you know less than a goal. Yeah. Um, I don't think there'll be much in it. Um. I feel like North have got – I know that Brisbane have, have you know, uh, they haven't dropped a game in finals either. But I don't know, something about North, I just feel they've got a little bit extra about them, you know, a bit more momentum. Um, I am a, a big one for having that that home ground, particularly home state advantage. Yeah. Um, although we know the Lions travel well. Uh so look I think it's gonna be a cracking game, but yeah, I think um I think it'll be north in the close one, but uh well, there
0: you go. How very uncontroversial of us that we, I we agree.
1: But but let's hope Icon Park gets packed out. Let's Now I- listen
0: here, Melbourne. <laughs> Whatever you're doing on Sunday, cancel it. Cancel it. It's not as important as this. And if it's not a sellout, I'm gonna be very, very disappointed.
1: Gonna have
0: to go down there and tell them oh, him yourself. We'll go down there and give you a piece of my mind. There's nothing else to do. The rest of the competition is finished. Get there. You you packed out um Princess Park for the for the inaugural match. You can pack it out again. Now I don't care if it's pissing down rain. I was there in the second year, and it was an absolute Noah's Ark situation.
1: That's right. Well I've well, got a we still
0: to went along. Where's your dedication? To you.
1: Who's gonna win the best on ground? I oh, know, question without notice. I feel mm. like we need some Jeopardy thinking music here.
0: <laughs> Look, I think I think it might be Courtney Hodder.
1: So, uh, best on ground in a losing side doesn't happen very often. Well,
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I'm but I like your choice because now.
1: she's a, an electric player, isn't she? I think it'll be Jazzy Garner. Who knows? It could be her second medal for the week. But ah, uh, I think she'll. Wouldn't get that be a perfect? She finally goals.
0: gets the gongs she's deserved. And then she gets it all time.
1: at once. I think yeah. she'll get a couple of goals. Have 20 plus possessions and be a dominant force.
0: Sounds good to me. Now, in news just to hand, the final uh, actually has sold out. And oh, so they must
1: have heard you call. This, must they have me. had, like, looked into the future and heard you. Cro-
0: Melbourne, call- you are welcome. You're welcome. I did that.
1: <laughs> Put it all over the socials. <laughs> You heard it first on the oh, coat oh, hanger. yeah no but
0: it, yeah it's um it needs to be filled we need to we need to vote with our feet we need to vote this um this competition in into more success and it's not going to happen if we don't show up so this
1: is aida sheeran for the best harbour views and women's footy tune into the coat hanger right.
0: wishing a, a cracking match to north and brisbane but just north a little bit more. I hope it's good weather so everybody comes out. Um, and uh, uh, here's to, yeah, here's to footy. Go footy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Anything more to say, Loz, before I close out the show?
1: Can't wait for Sunday.
0: Okay. This has been the preliminary final show for the Code Hanger for AFLW Season 8, and I said it again. Yeah. It's a good day. Uh be sure to catch us on our socials. And for the best harbour views in women's footy, tune in to the coat hanger.